Hello and welcome to Split the Screen. It is twenty, the 28th of January 2021. I am uh, Ben Ostwick, aka Biggest Benus, and I am joined by the lovely, the wonderful... Oh wait, no, sorry, we had a last minute replacement. We're joined by Ed Nightingale. I cannot believe you just did that. <laughs> How rude. I'm sorry, Ed, I just... You know couldn't so as Gemma says what a twat what yeah, a twat thanks Gemma yeah thanks <laughs> how have you been Ed I'm all right thank you I'm all right I'm uh I thought I'd, I'd you know look a little bit smarter today I've, I mean I've got sweatpants under this but uh you know oh, I'm, I'm getting tired of just down. yeah I'm getting tired of just wearing sweatpants and hoodies all the time so I was like I'm gonna wear a nice jumper looks very smart very, is that a turtleneck? It's very, it is a you're turtleneck. Look, Sorry, my, my head's down. You're looking French today. We're like that. French? Ed, oh, in dress. I'm going more like Scandi cool, but okay, I'll take French. No, you're, yeah, definitely French. Oh, by the way, today is Atty's birthday, um, as he just keeps reminding me. I, I was, I nearly forgot, but he, uh, he made, he just made himself known and, uh, you know, wanted to have a happy birthday wish. We're going to start with a well, question. Atty is the most important person on this stream, so... It's true. He deserves though, to be here. With his little jumper. He's been fast asleep for two hours. Second I start the podcast, he's like... Rrr, rrr. I need... <laughs> yeah, there we go. See? Right. That's it. You're coming up here. We're gonna... Look, I've said it before. He's more than welcome to join. Oh, yeah. Come on, Atty. Special guest there appearance. Hey. Oh, look at him. It's your birthday today, Atty. Have you sung happy birthday to him? I have. Good. It's not happening again. <laughs> don't think he appreciated it we're going to start with we've just got a question by the way because we probably won't have time at the end to finish it is control scary asked Gemma because we're going to be um, talking a bit later about the PlayStation Plus games I imagine um, is, is that in the news it wasn't it's okay. in, well it is in the news but it's not in our news <laughs> not in our news is control scary have you played control I haven't and I've been meaning to for a very long time so I'm very excited that it's now a PS Plus game so uh I heard. I, I don't think it's super scary, is it? No, I mean I finished it, and it's it's a thriller, but it's it's spooky. There's definitely some spooky and some spooky. weird bits in it, but is there aren't any? There's no like jump scares or anything like that. But it's like a, a spooky kind of paranormal thriller. It's definitely too scary for you, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is that is the question. Um, but yeah, so. What games have you been playing this week, Ed? What's been splitting my time? Sorry, um, yeah, what's been splitting your time? Let's, let's get the lingo down. Um, <laughs> we're still going to make split happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <what's, laughs> sorry, Atty's really distracting. Look I mean, he's more than welcome, but he's really distracting. I can't stop looking. Um, what's been splitting my time? I have been playing a couple of games that I've already been playing and I'm very near the end of um, so that's Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity which I am very near the end of um, I thought I was on the last mission and then the story sort of continued elsewhere and I think that's the one thing I haven't enjoyed so much about the game is that like if you've played Breath of the Wild you sort of you know where the story is going because this is a prequel yeah. so you know what it's leading up to and it seems as if they have sort of taken the story in a different direction to sort of make it their own. Um, and I won't say any spoilers, and I also don't know because I haven't played it all. Um, but I can see that it is going in a different direction that I am less keen on. 
So I'm very close to that. So hopefully that will be done this week. Um, I'm also on the last case on Murder by Numbers, which Ooh. we've talked about a couple of times. And I know you're not a fan, even though I recommended it um, to you. Yeah. So can I just let the dog out because he's annoying me already? One second. It's fine. I'll, I'll just I'll just keep talking. Um, so Ben's not a fan of Murder by Numbers, even though I recommended it to him. Um, and the story is quite cheesy, but I have definitely become addicted to Picross. Um, oh, yes. Great. Like... I've been playing it late at night and I will go to bed and I can just see like numbers and squares and stuff all the time. I've got the music in my head constantly. Um, and I do genuinely feel like I'm getting to grips with it now. I'm not using the assist as much as I was. 3D like actually... Picross. Go play 3D Picross. No. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> but I have downloaded a Picross game on my phone now. So when I finish this, I can actually start playing it on my phone. So That's when I, I feel addicted to number games which i never thought would happen that's when the addiction happens yeah i mean i said i didn't like it i will give it another shot because i did pay like 13 pounds or 18 pounds whatever for it um i am from yorkshire therefore i gotta get my money's worth uh, so no i will give it another go and i liked i didn't dislike it i was just it the just the tutorial was very over the top and went on for a bit and it was just a lot of text and i was like I quickly i wanted to play for 30 minutes and do some picross and i did maybe one or two small easy crosses in that time and the rest was just text so uh there are there are a lot more in the later cases and they're okay. much more difficult they're more frequent so that's what i, I want. think you will enjoy it the more you play it and the story's cheesy it's got this 90s comedy vibe to it but once you sort of buy into that i think i think the game takes off so definitely okay. stick with it not been playing any new games then I have. <gasps> I finally... All right, segue. I have finally <laughs> started something that I've been meaning to play for a very long time, which is Tell Me Why. So I finally got round to it. Tell me now, I haven't what finished you it. think of it. <laughs> Shocking. Um, I still haven't played the last episode, so I haven't finished the story yet. Um, I know when we talked about it on the Game of the Year podcast, we... So, well, my my understanding of it and you sort of agreed was that it's great for representation it's got a great story but in terms of gameplay it's not doing anything particularly new or exciting yeah. and now that i'm playing that i definitely feel that way um like i'm i'm not going to sit here and comment on trans representation because i am a mere cis man and that is not for me to say what i can say is that it at least feels like it's authentic. It feels like there's been a lot of care that's been taken over it to make it, um, you know, an, uh, an authentic experience to, to, I can't think of the word um, that I'm trying to think of. Um, it's very respectful, that's the word, of, yeah. uh, of the LGBT community. Um, and, it, you know, the story is about making LGBT people feel valid. And I think yeah. that in that sense, it's an absolutely worthwhile game it's doing a brilliant job. Um, so many, and I really appreciate the representation in it. And I, I do appreciate a lot of the media outlets did use trans uh, reviewers and pe yeah, had people reviewing it who were trans and um, were able to kind of give their own opinion on it. And generally, when I was looking at most of them, they were all quite positive. Uh, in a second, I will take the dog down because he's just, and it's his birthday, so he's not going to be... Uh, he's allowed to He won't go time. without food for 24 hours <laughs> as punishment this time. No, it's, that's a joke, by the way. Um, but no, he will be taken downstairs and placed with his with his mother. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, what did you... Uh, did you play Life is Strange 1? I played a bit of it, and 
I can definitely see how this fits into that same style. It's very kind of, it's sort of bordering on emo, and I don't mean that as a bad thing to sort of undermine the sentiment of the game, but it just has that sort of teen emo indie film kind of vibe to it, yeah. which is very, very don't nod on the whole. Did you, um, do, do you find as well, like, tell me why that you're, I mean, you haven't finished it yet, but so far in those two episodes that when you've been given a choice, it doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm coming to is that I feel like, I feel like don't nod want to make films. And if this was a film that you just watched, I feel like it would be great. Um, <laughs> some of us are still emo teenagers in our hearts. Indeed, Gemma. <laughs> we can relate. Um, <laughs> Oh. I feel like, um, you know, there's a great story in there that if it was a film would be amazing. And then the gameplay comes in and it's like puzzles that just stop the pacing completely when you get stuck on some annoying fancy storybook that just feels really trite. Oh, or, yeah. You know, or you make choices that don't really impact the story. So you don't feel like you're owning it particularly. Yeah. And it all comes around these this supernatural ability that the twins have um, to sort of see memories and you know, it's about the fragility of memory. And that's great, but I just feel like it, it sort of adds this gamey aspect to the story. And it's almost as if, and hey, this is conjecture on my part, I, I feel like it's almost like they didn't have the confidence to just write a good trans LGBT story, that they had to shovel in a load of sort of supernatural stuff in there that I, I feel gets in the way and undermines it a little bit. Um, like, I kind of wish it was more of a just, a, it just focused on that, the LGBT elements a little bit more than the, than this supernatural vibe, but then without that, there wouldn't be a lot of game to it. So yeah, I, I feel what, like there's just a bit of tension there in mm -hmm. in in what they focused on. I feel like as well, like they want a story that has a trans lead character, trans representation that isn't just about that. That's not just their yeah the focus of it, um, which is a good thing. Read. Yeah, but then even the trans side of things still focuses on a lot of trauma. Um, so it's not, it's positive representation, but it's not like a uplifting, I mean, I haven't finished it. It's not exactly an uplifting story. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I really like the story. I mean, I'm nitpicking. I really like the story. I really like the game. I just, I, I just feel like some of the puzzles just really stop the story when mm. actually it, it, I want it to keep going. Um, and all this fantastical stuff, it's almost like someone watched the Babadook and then decided to like, you know, put it into a game with this sort of oh all this fantastical stuff is a metaphor that just feels very trite and overdone to me can we have a ban as well on puzzles that are solved by reading a book in a game yeah there was one it was like oh here's the story you need to read you need to find the numbers and i spent a good 20 minutes reading the story trying to find out what mm -hmm. the numbers were turns out they were on the page so if i just looked at the, looked at the pictures i would have seen seen the yeah. numbers didn't notice that <laughs> Oh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think at the end of it because, yeah, we'll yes. find out next uh, I next will let week, you know hopefully. next week. I will certainly finish it this weekend. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it when I did it because I just streamed one, like, one episode per week with the community as well. So we experienced it as a whole because it was released at, like, five o'clock on a Thursday. So we went and did that. Um, and as Megaho in the chat said, it's hard to find any story with LGBTQ plus characters where trauma isn't a part of their character. Um, it's pretty... Yeah. That's pretty true. But then again, that's pretty true to IRL in my experience. True. I mean, there are. I mean, when it's trauma isn't a part of their character, like when it in relation to LGBT feelings. For example, I was saying Ellie in The Last of Us Two. <laughs> There's a lot of trauma in there, 
but not necessarily about her. Oh, I didn't know many at all uh, in relation to her sexuality in the game. Yeah. Or something like um, Ekenfell that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago is a game that is full of LGBT characters, but there is it, it doesn't focus on them or their their sexuality doesn't define their character. And the story is about, you know, witches and, and wizards in a magical school, but they just happen to be LGBT. Um, so that's a nice way of it sort of bringing those characters in, but without it being super traumatic. And yeah. some of the, you know, all of these stories are worthwhile to, to be told. Like, absolutely. Um, I guess we just want some some light and shade. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been playing? No. That's been it for this week. But I think with these, I should be able to tick all three of these off this weekend, I think. So uh, hopefully games. next week will be something new. Nice. Maybe even Control. Maybe I'll start it. Yeah, because that's Tuesday. Control and also The Division 2 getting a nice uh, PS5 patch. There you go. Oh, by the way, we're getting Jimmy Hopkins. Apparently, Jimmy Hopkins from Bully was bisexual. Best representation right there. I've never played Bully. No, neither did I. I always wanted to. Yeah. Um, What's been splitting your time, Ben? Well, lots of games. Yeah, apart from Minecraft. Minecraft's been splitting my streaming time. I've um, tried to stop myself from playing uh, Minecraft off stream just so I've got like sort of stuff while I'm streaming um, and playing other games off stream. I have been splitting my time with a little bit of a little game called... Well, I've actually been playing three games. Um, but briefly. Very briefly. Because I've moved my PlayStation 5 downstairs to the nice OLED. Oh, you should see the HDR on that thing. It's like pitch black. Shut off. Incredible. Um, well, yeah, I was wanting stuff to show off, the, show off what it looked like. So I played... Uh, last night I played a little bit of Dirt 5, which is a racing game. And uh, it's great. It's it's a rally game and you race it. So if you've played Hashtag Dirt... Hashtag mask. That's me. Very butch. Uh, if you played Dirt... Or Column at Rate Rally. It's from those originally. But Dirt, then they released Dirt Rally, which is great. It's a rally game. It just is stunning, like with the snow and the weather and, oh, gorgeous. Um, it also feels really, really good. Same with Dirt 5. It's more of an arcade game, similar to like Grid. If you like arcade style racing games that are not just like based on simulation. You know, you can just pull the trigger down and, and race through it. You're going to love it. And See, that I can get behind more than like Gran Turismo, where yeah. it's just people spaffing themselves about how shiny a car looks. And yeah. I'm like, no, give me Mario Kart, please. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's the racing I'm Dirt after. Dirt 5 is like, you can smash into other cars. You can knock them off the track. You can, there's jumps in it. I did, I, did I send you the picture of the jump? You sent me a picture of something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Utter filth. Um, yeah, Dirt 5 is the one that is the most recent one. It just came out on... Um, well, it's come out on PS5. It came out last year. It came after Dirt Rally 2 or 2.0. And it's on PS5 and it is gorgeous. It goes at 120 FPS. And... Um, but I don't put it that. I put it at 60 with like 4K 60 um, oh. apparently I'm the only person in this house that looks after the dog so one second <laughs> so how's everyone doing <laughs> hopefully Ben will cut this bit but he sorry where won't. was I um, oh he's now sat on the he's now just sat on the carpet staring at me so he's going to balk a little bit later uh, he but can yeah, no, balk as much as he likes also 
one thing I noticed when I was playing, it uses the haptic feedback on the triggers really, really, really well. Like it is like a pushing down on a on an accelerator or a brake. Ah, so yeah, nice. that's Dirt Five. A good squeeze. Give the squeeze. Yeah, it's harder. It's hard to do that uh, squeezing. Also, I did load up Assassin's Creed Valhalla for a little play. Um, that's had that's some nice. patches. What, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on Valhalla? It feels smoother than it did when I first played it, or when I last played it. I don't know why. Um, it might be just the different TV or something, but it. I don't know if the patches have. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll have fixed some bugs. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I didn't play much of it at all. It's a gorgeous game. It's one of those that you can just pick up for an hour and do a couple of weird little things that you will forget about the next time you pick it up. But you're just passing time. Yep. But the game that I've mainly been playing, and I say mainly because I've not really been playing much other than Minecraft uh, this week, setting all the like the community server up, is Persona 5 Royal, which is... Praise be, you are finally playing it. I mean, I've been... I've played so much. I've played probably in total about 50 hours of Persona 5, but it's the amount of times but I've you've replayed... you've never got past hour yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never got past hour... I think 24 was where I got, but I keep doing like the... I keep starting it. I remember getting quite far into it and at some point I switched down to safe mode and then I don't know why I did that because then afterwards you can't get out of safe mode and safe mode is just easy. It's not easy but if you die you can just press a button and then you come back to life with all full health. And I just... I did not even know that existed. Yeah. It's like below easy. I don't even know why I did that. I think I did it because I was like oh I'm going to experience the story and I did that and then was like oh I kind of want some challenge in there and uh yeah it's um it didn't allow me so then i think i restarted it and did a little bit then royal came out <laughs> i had to restart it again because there's no save progression um and so now i'm just like okay i'm sticking with it and whether it takes me two three years to finish it although like at night just playing a couple of hours two or three hours at night is uh you know has been great fun I mean, it took me, I think, I mean, I haven't played Royal, I've only played the original. I think my final count was about 110 hours, okay. which it was my main game for, I'd say, a good three or four months. Yeah. Um, like, there is a lot of gameplay in that, a lot of time. And it's not something you can skip through either because of the the structure of it being each day. Like, you mm. have to play through each day. So it's not like you can rush that game. Like, I, the, there's no way of rushing it. So I'm playing this on PS5, and I don't remember there being many loading... Well, I remember there being, I think, loading screens in on PS4. There's pretty much zero in this. Like, absolutely no loading screens whatsoever. Apart from, like, you know when it just goes from day to day? And then there's, mm. like, the knife in? That's pretty much the only time you ever... And then I think I think it's built into the game. It's not actually... Like, yeah, maybe it's exactly. loading behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, it's... Well, uh, it's brilliant it looks fine it's the ps4 pro version so it's in 4k and looks gorgeous i i just like it it's just very chilled laid back that is at the moment anyway and i feel like the i love how you think persona is laid back and chilled and it's it like is. bam menus fighting anime but you can just sit back and you just click x or the cross button a load of times and then yeah you're eventually in the in the palace. I do wish there was like True. a bit higher frame rate. But you know me. When you're running around, because you, know, you run around so quickly in there, it's weird. Like the movement True. and the camera turning and stuff is really, really, really fast. It's uh, 
It feels a bit weird, but I'm no, I am really enjoying it. And I will well, I uh, look forward to hearing more about more of your journey through the game. And in six months' time, you'll be like, oh, I'm still playing it. I've yeah. started it again. No, I'm not starting <laughs> it again, but I'll be like on the second dungeon by then. <laughs> oh, just oh, discovered good. mementos. I do like the way that they build up the enemies, though, because they make you really hate the enemies and kind of love at the same time. But that's a different thing. What's his name again? Kamashida? Kamashida. Kamashida. Oh, he's an asshole. He really is. He is an asshole, but I, yeah, yeah, that will go off. We won't go into that. Let's not go into that. <laughs> um, by the way, there were two other games that I've played, and you've played at least one of them. Well, oh. you have played one of them. The Resident Evil 8 demo. Yes. What did yes. you think to it? Resident um, Evil Village, sorry. Village, yes. And Maiden is the name of this little teaser. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the, I, basically last Thursday after the, last week's podcast was the Resident Evil Showcase, and they showed trailers and gameplay of Resident Evil Village, there's also Reverse, which is the little multiplayer. Um, that was terrible. Extra little game. <laughs> they've, they've sort of made it cell shaded. It's gone a bit weird. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then this little teaser you can play, which um, is literally 20 minutes of just you know atmosphere. Um, I like. I nearly I died. Mean, I didn't in play it. seven. <laughs> Sorry. I nearly died in it. Everyone's like, "Oh, you, there's no enemies or anything like that. You just walk." And then I, this thing appeared at the end. Not the final reveal but the one before it and uh was going after me yeah you just run through the door that's what i did i was like okay i'm probably gonna die if i just look at it so yeah fine yeah. um yeah i haven't played seven um but i'm planning on playing it before eight comes out so it's it's on my to-do list maybe i'll start that for next week um but it feels to me like it's sort of a nice mix of seven meets four Mm. In the, it's first person, but it's got that sort of four atmosphere, sort of hints of gothic, medieval kind of ness to it. Um, this time with vampires, but then also hints of the mansion from the original game, um, like that that hallway with the staircase. Yes, that's I thought. Feels very Resident Evil One. Yeah, I've not actually played Resident Evil One, but I've seen images, and like the second I was there, I'm like, is that the same? Yeah. Felt very similar. So it feels kind of like a like a best of. Of, of the best bits of, of previous games put together, so I'm excited to play to play Resident Evil Eight. I'm hoping it's not going to be too scary. I'm going to play the whole thing, maybe not in one sitting. I'll see how long it takes. Like if it's a seven or eight hour game, like Resident Evil Seven was ten hours. I feel like that was a good length. Hopefully, if this is the same, I'll do it in like two streams because I want to play. I think most it. horror games are a bit shorter. Just because it's so intense, you know, you can't keep people going for too long. Wasn't Resident Evil 4 like 20 hours? Yeah, that was long. Mm. But then also that was a lot more action-packed. And it, and I think a lot... Well, it was still atmospheric, but it was less like spooky atmospheric and mm. more tension. Okay. So it was more of a slow slow burn and then action. And uh, what's it called? The, uh, not fetch quest, the... Uh... Oh, what are they called when you have to escort quests? Escort, there you go. Yeah. yeah we do I, I loved um I loved the Resident Evil 8. I played it on the PS5 and oh my god, it looks gorgeous. It does. It does look stunning. And um I'm just really intrigued. I want to know more about it. I'm quite new to the horror game genre, but the ones that I'm loving, every single one I've loved um has been like the Resident Evil 8, the uh, Resident Evil series lately. Loved 7, loved 2 Remake, loved 3 Remake, loved this demo. Can't wait to play more. There's going to be another demo coming out that's going to be available on all consoles. So it's not going to be the same one, I don't think. I think it's there's another one coming out, um, maybe with some action, who knows. And then, uh, nice. yeah, 
I'm. You should definitely play the first one. I think I I like the sort of old school puzzle kind of element to it. Resident Evil One. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh. I'd say it's my favourite. Wow. Um, I've also played. I've got another game that I played. They're just they just all come out. I know. I've been. I've not been sticking with a game this week. I think Persona Five is one that I'm kind of finally getting into my evening routine, just sitting and playing that for a bit. Um, Hitman Three. I played. I played and I streamed because I did a little surprise stream. I did a surprise Secret stream. stream. Secret stream. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. And then everyone raided me. I think if you, ever, if you want raids, type secret stream. <laughs> so I was like, this is not, this is not a secret stream. Did a little secret stream of, um, yeah, there was an evil eight on the Saturday night. I think it was. And then on Sunday, I, Sunday night, I'm like, you know what? I want to do a level of Hitman because Hitman won. Do you know what? I found a, I think my first ever stream, like a test stream from my PlayStation 4, directly from the PS4 with a camera, was Hitman, uh, Hitman 1. And I found the video on my YouTube. It'd been, it's private, so no one can see it. Maybe one day I'll, uh, I'll show people. Um, but I, my, yeah, I managed to... Uh, oh, hello, Ed. Well, we are uh, currently... This is getting recorded... Uh, unfortunately, the internet went down for a second. Uh, oh, here we go. We're back. We're back. I'm so sorry. Virgin, that's the fourth or the fifth time today that the internet's gone down, which uh, has definitely not helped Dave with working from home as well. Um, can we just uh, say, fuck Virgin Media? Uh, <sighs> Altogether, fuck Virgin, Virgin Media. Media. Useless pieces of shit don't forget to click record <laughs> says money and yes please click record okay and then you're gonna have an editing job of actually putting this yeah together. i'm gonna have to edit don't worry it's fine i can't even oh there we go right <laughs> otherwise you'll just get me talking to myself we're back don't worry. i've actually been no don't worry i've actually recorded i'm i've clicked i locally record it as well um oh, good the bot i'm gonna keep the bot off <laughs> but yeah we still uh, we still been going right um what we're talking about hitman yeah i played some hitman yes and uh, it's so I played the just the Dubai level of Hitman, and it feels like more Hitman, but that is good. <laughs> that is it's so a very good. good thing. It's a great so Hitman. The Dubai level is set in like a giant hotel, and it's kind of a more concise. I don't know. It just the level was that level is so much better than the ones I found from level from Hitman Two. Hitman Two was good, really good, but there were quite a lot of open spaces in that. Uh, like quite a lot of open maps with different sections. This, no, this is just a hotel. Um, it's very, very high, you know, there's loads of floors to it. Um, and it, in fact, I think it's in the tallest, they call it the tallest building in the world. And it's, uh, but yeah, it's a lot more, I don't know. I You can go from one side of the map to the other quite quickly. Able to kind of plot it and plan it. So that's what I do with it, man. I look at it, you kind of just sit back, see what routes people are on, where they're going, what they're saying. And then, you know, either reload or like put the plan into action. Um, yeah, I think Hitman levels are better when they're smaller and more yeah. uh, more dense. Um, I mean, my favorite is still the Paris level from the very oh, yeah. first game, like the very first one. But that's just because I really enjoy dropping the lighting rig on top of yeah. everyone. <laughs> oh, I did that as well. Yeah, I think that's on my YouTube as well, <laughs> doing that one, dropping it on yes. Viktor Novakov. I love yeah. it. Um, and then you pretend to be a model and like sashay down and then you're like, bam, everyone's dead. Excellent work. It's brilliant. And it's, it's camp. Someone's like, they didn't realize that Hitman was kind of jokey, but it is. 
Hitman is camp and jokey. It's so funny. I mean, I yeah. pissed myself all the way through playing it, but in a, a very like evil cackle kind of kind yeah. of way all the way through. Yeah, there's like so in this the world tall is building this game. There's a lady like just next to um, well, it's like the atrium. Like you can look all the way down to the bottom of the building, uh, and she's just there chatting on a phone. And I went past, and it was like push. I'm like. Mm. <laughs> So tempted to just click push <laughs> just for the lulls. I didn't. Always do it. <laughs> so yeah, ne- next time I would. In fact, I think, yeah, like, oh, I don't know. I killed a guy by pushing him off the top of the skyscraper. And it, yeah, it's just Very a lot satisfying. of fun. A lot of fun is um, is Hitman. And you kill people in so many ways. And if you really want to like get max enjoyment out of those levels, go and kill them in the weird ways. Try and get all the mastery and go and kill them because there's so many different possibilities of killing them like i remember in hitman in the paris level i got mastery on that and one of them was you needed to kill them within five seconds of each other or within 10 seconds of each other and the way to do it was to set off some fireworks so they all went out onto the balcony you were up on another area and you could go kill them instantly well there's that and i think there was also a way of rigging a room with explosives and then you can lure them both to that room, and then you just stand outside and go, ding! <laughs> they both explode, and you're like, and I win. Walk out, nothing happens. See you later. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Um, basically, so it says about the Colorado level in the first one. I quite like that Colorado one, but yeah, it was definitely probably the weakest one. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, because, it's, because it was quite big and open. I don't want big, open areas. Give me like a small, even though like the Thailand one, I think, or the, the yeah, the Bangkok level was um similar to paris in a way but i i enjoyed that i didn't mind at was all. that the one in the hotel yeah with a guard yeah i was less slightly less keen on that one but yeah i think those enclosed areas definitely work better yeah and the ones we, we like having one in an area that is really cool like i gotta say the ex i loved absolutely love sapienza and i understand that some people don't because it's quite a big level um but things you can kill them both and i um, if I ever like speed run through that level, I avoid like the church area completely. Um, and I just focus on the house and the, and the base below it. And you can just do that without really, you know, without going far in that level. But there's also an area where you can go into the church and they've also got these special, uh, the special levels or the, I don't know what they're called in there. They're called something like special contracts, but they've used like certain areas. Quite often they've used Sapienza. Um, there's one where there's like a, a movie set being rigged up there and you can go and like pretend and dress yourself as uh, as one of the actors or but it's like it's only a certain part of the map and you have to do these different killings and things. One thing I'm, I am annoyed at with Hitman 3 because I got it on Epic and I managed to import everything from Hitman 1 and 2 so I've got access to everything on there. They didn't bring over the Home Alone levels from Paris. Did you ever play that one? No. <gasps> the Home Alone level? Yeah. So... They released a Christmas special. It was a free update with Hitman 1 and you had to kill the two burglars from uh, Home Alone. But also Santa Claus no, appears in there and Santa appears and you can um, you can subdue Santa Claus as he's <laughs> delivering presents and dress up subdue. as him. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh. oh, now I need to go back and play that. Honestly, but it's not on... Yeah, it's not on Hitman 3. So if you've got Hitman 1, it will be a free update. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's the two people. But they don't. they're not called home alone you know it's not but they are like stealing presents and stuff very nice it's just oh i 
freaking love him. And I'm, I know if it ever comes on sale, I'm probably going to end up like double dipping on PS5 as well. Because that's just such a cool game. Don't to kind double of, dip. <laughs> that's not, I thought you were a fan of it. Like, no, <laughs> no. Normally I, um, like I just like chilling and I think I've got all my mastery on Hitman 1 on PS5, but I don't think you can, on PS4, but I don't think you can transfer your PS, your Hitman 1 stuff to the new Hitman, which is a bit weird. Mm, but, annoying. Yeah, but I, Hitman is a fantastic game. If anybody here wants just something goofy and streamers as well, please stream it because everybody's playthrough is different and it's so much fun and we had such a laugh when I was doing it. Yeah, it's very entertaining to watch, I think, because there are so many comedic ways of killing people, as lovely as that sounds. Um, I think that's that makes it very entertaining to watch. So, yeah, streamers should absolutely be all over it. Hitman 1 was my game of the year back in 2016. Uh, Hitman 2 was, I think it was number 10 or number 9 uh, when I was in uh, 2018, I think it came out. And this one, if the other levels, I mean, obviously the first level is always like the most impressive. Hitman 2's first level with the Formula 1 track was incredible. If, if Hitman 3 kind of keeps the same quality of level, then it's definitely going to be up there already. I can I can tell. Because I, it's, I love the game. And this is also the end of the... of the uh, Oh, what's it called? Oh, no the, one cares about the story. No, the, well, <laughs> the World of Assassination trilogy. It's come to an end. But it said it's definitely not the end of the franchise. So I'm just really happy as well for IO Interactive. They've done so well after kind of being... Was it dropped by Square Enix? I think we discussed this last time. I don't know time. if they were dropped or not. But yeah, they've moved to different, different publishers and now self-published... And yeah. now they've got Bond, so That's, Bond Hitman is going to be oh, very exciting. Yeah, I'm definitely down for we that. We presume. Definitely down for that. Yeah. All right. Shall we split some headlines? We'll split. Yeah, we have. Let's, <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna. This. I don't know how long this uh, podcast is going to be once I've like edited things because of. Yeah, the, we've lost track of the time now. <laughs> yeah, I think we <laughs> went down for about a, ten minutes. So we'll go over. Fine. Yeah, we've got another half an hour. Fine. So let's split some headlines. Oh. So the biggest gaming news of this week um, is sort of not really about gaming. It's actually about the stock market, <laughs> which is that GameStop's mm. stock has basically been in the middle of this like bidding war, essentially. And there have been plenty of sort of amateur finance experts all over Twitter trying to explain what's what's happened. And I feel like I kind of get it. Oh, good, because um, I don't. Okay, I will attempt I will attempt to explain this. Essentially, it comes down to the idea of shorts, which is not what you wear, mm -hmm. but is a uh, a term in, in stockbroking, and it's where you borrow shares from your from your broker in order to sell them off very quickly. So it's short term, and the idea is you you sell something that you think is going to drop in price, so that then you sell it back at the market price uh, that it now is that's lower and therefore you have made money in that process of buying and selling very quickly. Um, and it might only be a small margin, but if you keep doing that, then you can make a lot of money basically. Um, however, the, the, the share prices can also go up rather than down. And if you do that, then you end up having to, you know, uh, sell them back at a, or buy them back at a, at a higher price. Um, and so a load of people realized this, um, that this was happening on GameStop shares and went all over Reddit and have basically bought a load of shares to game the system and force all of these huge Wall Street um, stockbrokers and hedge fund companies to basically have a load of shares that are now 
far more expensive than they thought and they can't afford it. Um, so it's basically a complete mess, but they have been completely gamed. Um, and it's, it, it's a game in itself, I guess, but it's what, what began as, I guess, a story about is GameStop gonna like fail in terms of games retail yeah. has now become this weird stock broking story of Wall Street people being bought out by, by regular people buying stocks, which is crazy. One hedge fund, yeah. One hedge fund went company went bankrupt. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. Never mind. Never mind. Silly uh, bankers. Yeah, what a bunch of bankers. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah, GameStops. Uh, yeah, it, will it? What does it? I've not actually read what it actually means for GameStop. Well, that's why I'm not sure because, I mean, their shares are going up, but I mean, they're still not exactly making a lot of money. <laughs> apparently, it's like two more. Someone said like in the next couple of days is when it'll max out. Yeah, mm. and I think I think Reddit might have actually taken down the posts. I think interesting. Or Reddit have got involved somehow to try and stop it from happening. I know. Yeah, they're, they're all desperate for bringing in legislation. Now these billionaires are going to lose some of their uh, some millions. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry oh, yeah. about it. Where's my violin? But also, did you see that the Discord? So there's a Discord for this subreddit, I believe, um, that has organised it. That Discord got suspended and removed. And then Discord was like, yeah, we've removed it because of hate speech. And everyone's gone, really? <laughs> really? Are you sure? And so, yes, they've been, uh, it's not been moderated correctly. And it's a, uh, yeah. Oh, apparently there was a lot of hate speech. So, okay. Well, they were probably called a bunch of bankers and yeah. tough. <laughs> well, it's good that they're, uh, that they're doing it, that they're, you know, that they're, uh, you know, giving it to uh, people who are, you know, they're, they're removing communities that have hate speech, but it's just yeah. very uh, odd that they would do it, um, that Discord would do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Eat the richest cannibalism, happened. says Bad Andy writes, and I'm hungry. <laughs> there you go. Um, anyway, that's the uh, game. I also keep wanting to say game spot instead of game stop, which is very different yes. and very confusing. Um so moving on, we have some Mass Effect news. Now, I'm not going to go too into this because I know you haven't played it and I don't mm. want to have any spoilers, but uh, a new interview came out with uh, the writer of a couple of the characters from Mass Effect 2. And basically it came out that Jack, who is a female character in the game, who ah, you can romance... that confused me when I was reading all of this. <laughs> God, yeah. Okay. She is yeah. called Jack. Gotcha. Uh, and I think can only be romanced by male Shepherd, but originally she was written to be pansexual. And at the time, there was, uh, well, just before it was released, there was this big Fox News campaign, essentially, where they were talking about sex in video games and brought up Mass Effect as an example of it. Um, and so the developers basically got scared and, and took out anything that was too queer, essentially. So they made her straight. Um, but originally she was meant to be pansexual. It's also come out, um, since that came out, um, that Jacob from Mass Effect 2 was also meant to be a gay romance, and he is um, a black man in the game. Um, and apparently they were told that America wasn't ready for it. Um, so, you know, I think there's a weird history of, of LGBT characters in Mass Effect. And I think the games are very popular within the community, but the representation actually isn't that great. 
Um, and people are hoping it's going to change in this new remake. I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they'll just keep it as it was. But it was basically meant to be more queer than it than it ended up being, which is mm. a bit of a shame. Well, I'm looking forward to playing it with my critical yes. eye. <laughs> you must. Yeah. You must. Um, in some more positive news, especially for Star Wars fans, um, mm. there is reportedly a new Knights of the Old Republic game in development um, that's coming from outside Electronic Arts. Now, the original game was made by Bioware, and they did it before Mass Effect, so it was kind of the precursor to Mass Effect, hence we're leading in here, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of the precursor to Mass Effect. Um, I played a very small amount of the first one, um, which I've got on Steam, but I was playing it on a laptop a few years ago, and it was not running very well at all. Um, But it's a very, very popular series. And a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned this new Lucas LucasArts Games thing where the Star Wars license is no longer just with EA. So there's yes. going to be an Ubisoft game coming. And apparently now there's a different developer that is potentially creating a new Knights of the Old Republic. So if you're a fan of the series, then keep your eyes peeled because there could be something cool coming. I played the, uh, the Old Republic MMO and enjoyed that a lot. Nice. Well, keep an eye out for this. Well do. Um, some very brief streaming news because I don't think anyone particularly wants to pause on this, but Ninja has said a load of crap about influencers and or, or streamers not being influencers and how it's not his job to teach kids about racism and white privilege, even though he has a massive following and should maybe just take responsibility for his community. Yeah. As so many other wonderful Twitch streamers do, and he doesn't. Yeah, if you're a streamer and you've got a community, it's your responsibility to have a community that is not racist and not uh, bigoted, not homophobic. If it is, then you're doing something wrong or you need to go and sort that out. And that is a way of teaching someone by showing people, by having in your community and being having these values and proving to them what's right and what's accepted. That's a way of teaching. You don't need to give PowerPoint presentations on what you should say, what you shouldn't say, how you should say and do things. That It's not like that. Like having these ideals and keeping them in the chat and making sure that you've got enough mods to ban instantly anybody that comes out with stuff that's problematic at best and blatantly racist, homophobic, bigoted at worst. That is a way of teaching. So yeah, it's just it's about a leading by example. And if you've got an audience that is that big that follows you, I'm sorry, but you yeah. have a responsibility to be the best person you can be and influence people. That makes you an influencer. And yeah. he's even said in, in articles previously that he calls himself an influencer. And now he's saying that it's not his job to influence people. Like, mm. just get a grip, you twat, and start being a nice person. There are certain Enjoy. people who like take pride in how toxic their chat is. I think uh, Forsen is one of them. Every time he gets banned, people go, oh, God, that, I'm surprised he hasn't been permabanned already. That chat is so toxic. If you've got a reputation for having such a toxic chat, do something about it. <laughs> or exactly. don't or expect people to be like, hey, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So let's not talk about that anymore. No. Um, the last headline which is going to lead us into our split opinions, is that Capcom have now over- overhauled its plans for a Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. Now, this actually hasn't been officially announced, but it's clearly coming. I mean, they've you know they've remade 2, they've remade 3, um, and basically part of 3 was outsourced to a different company outside of Capcom. 
and they have been looking after this supposed remake of Resident Evil 4 um, and Capcom weren't very happy in the direction that it's gone and I think this company felt that after some backlash of 3 that it missed out some stuff from the original they wanted to stick very closely to the original Resident Evil 4 and I think Capcom have said actually no we want to do something a little bit different and and change it up a little bit more maybe even of you know the success of 2 being such a, a change to, from the original or I don't know, even Final Fantasy being a, a complete remake of Seven, mm. um, and I kind of see their point because yeah. I feel like two and three were remade to sort of make them more in line with four, and so to remake four that's already available on pretty much every console ever, mm. it doesn't really need remaking. Like it's a great game in itself. It already set the standard for current games. It doesn't need to be remade unless you're going to do something totally different with it. I'm down for that because so. I played a bit of Resident Evil Four, like a good. Four or five hours of it, only like literally about a quarter of it, and I enjoyed it. But yeah, I wasn't a big fan of uh, the escort quest. And if they want to redo that completely or tell that story in a different way, I'll. Uh, I mean, I'll be playing it anyway. Whatever happens. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, Canadian book girl, you can be an incubator of hate or an incubator of love. There's no neutrality there. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. So that brings us to our split opinions this week, which is all about, off the back of this news, is all about remakes. Oh. Um, and if you remember our Game of the Year podcast from last year, we chose Final Fantasy VII as our favourite game of the year, which was a remake. So I guess we're big fans of remakes here, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Remakes. So we yeah. have both picked a couple of games that uh, that we feel uh, should or or, des- or are deserving of remakes. Um, so we're going to chat through some ideas we've had, and mm. then we're going to go through some of your ideas from the Discord. And I'm going to give Ben a challenge before this, mm. which is that he has to complete this discussion without using the phrase 60 frames per second. God damn it. Um, well, what I would like is a very high frame rate version of no um it sounds weird and i know it's not that old but i would love them to do the final fantasy 7 remake style to final to the best final fantasy game which is final fantasy 10 i would love a complete because no. i <laughs> loved final I, I think the answer is yes i, I loved final fantasy 10 it was what is my favorite Final Fantasy game by far? It's probably one of my favorite games of all time. And I just love the story, the music, and that kind of adventure that you go on in that. In gorgeous graphics, in Final Fantasy VII style graphics would just be stunning. Now, I feel like the best Final Fantasy game is a topic for another one. <laughs> so I guess we probably shouldn't go into that because the correct answer was seven, not ten. Seven. Oh, I must um, have uh, missed that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you've. I don't think you've played that one. Um, I think ten's really overrated. I'm really sorry. I think it's um, underrated. No, I remember official um, UK PlayStation magazine only gave it. I think a nine, and but it gave all of the others a ten. So therefore, it is definitely underrated. Fine. I will take a remake of that if they completely change the mini games because the chocobo racing yeah. and the dodging of the lightning and all of that shite needs to be completely wiped from that game. I don't remember Without that. that, it would instantly skyrocket in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you've, I guess you've played it in HD on PS4. 
No, <laughs> the last time oh. I the last time I played it was when I when it first came out, and I just loved it. Uh, but I, it's one of those I don't know if I want to play now in the re like the like the remaster. Obviously, not a remake, but like a remaster. I don't know if I would because I might go and play that and go, oh, actually, yeah, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then at the end of it, I'll go, well, I guess that's no longer one of my favorite games. See, the remaster, I think, does a good job of graphically just, you know, putting a nice bit of spit and polish on it. And I think it's still, it does, look, I don't hate Final Fantasy X. I think it's a great game. I just don't think it's the best in the series. Um, I think it still stands up as a as a great game in itself. So, you know, I think it just needs a bit of tweaking in some of its extras. Well, but, actually, yeah. no, the best game is um, uh, the Shadowbringers expansion of Final Fantasy XIV. Well, I haven't got there yet, so I can't Good. comment on that. Good. However, <laughs> as we're talking about Final Fantasy, um, I mean, I feel like JRPGs in general are a good candidate because there are so many old like SNES RPGs and, and PS1 RPGs that would be amazing for remakes. Um, and I could also very easily sit here and be like, well, actually, I think 8 should have a remake mm-hmm. and I think 9 should have a remake. But, and Bad Andy has already said this in chat, for me, in 6... That voice. In that in that voice, for me, six is the one that deserves a remake. Now, I only played six last year, mm. so and a lot of people say that six is like the best in the series. And I think when it came out, it clearly was because it was quite clearly pushing the boundaries of the snares. It was pushing the boundaries of what an RPG could be. Um, it it's it's not your typical group of teens goes to save the world. Um, it has much more interesting characters. Um, a great villain in Kefka. Um, it feels like a more mature story and it's not afraid to put twists and stuff in it. Um, if you've played it, you know the big one I'm talking about. Um, and I think it's interesting playing that after Seven that you can really see the progression of how they got to Seven. Um, but I feel like that game is very much of its time when you play it now. And it, it's sort of, it still feels quite old school and other games, I think, have surpassed it. But I would love to see that remade and brought up to date so that it's pushing today's consoles in the way that it did the snares. I think also it's got this super, super cool, like steampunky style to it that I would love to see in full 3D. It's, it's as a lot of Final Fantasies are, it's all about summons as well. So you could have some super cool summon effects, a really cool world, and seeing those characters come to life in 3D, I think would be amazing. So I think, I think it. If we're talking remakes of From the Ground Up, I think 6 deserves it the most out of the Final Fantasy games. Would you like it in like a Final Fantasy 7 remake or would you like it more of a, you know, keeping to its original style, going for like the the chibi style Zelda kind of one? Well, I mean, there were a lot of different versions of Final Fantasy 6. There were some that came out on that have come out on steam and on mobile that i think were really really badly received because they changed up the sprites and the style and it mm. looked terrible so I, there have already been games that have basically been the same but just changed the sprites and changed the the um you know the graphics a little bit so i think it deserves a complete from the ground up let's make it 3d like final fantasy 7 style um but its own thing um from the ground up completely rebuilt that game the way one another game that I would love, based as similar came out pretty much exactly the same time I think um, as Final Fantasy X that I would love getting the remaster treatment would be Jack and Daxter, which is one of the best uh, 3D platformers I've played. I want that to have the Ratchet and Clank treatment because Ratchet and Clank I enjoyed but I didn't love it, and then I played the remake and 
hands down one of the best uh, platformers I've played. And I, I love a good 3D platformer. But like Ratchet and Clank, and I can't wait for the new one. Isn't that due out this year? It is, in a couple of months' time, I believe. Ooh, can't wait for that. But Jack and Daxter was just... I just loved... I love the characters. I even played the like the remastered version that they released on PS4 quite recently. And it, it actually is a decent remaster. But I would love the, uh, you yeah, know, like the full 4K remake version like um like uh, ratchet and clank got do naughty dog still have the rights to it or are they sold on I because i think no i feel like naughty dog have moved on and have had such success with uncharted and the last of us and whatever that i don't know if they would go back to it but maybe it could be handed to a different developer to do something new jack two go yeah because jack two and three i didn't really enjoy but i remember playing jack and Dash, they the were original. emo mature I think wasn't Jack Two. They were like, "Hey, we saw the success of um, Grand Theft Auto Three. Let's yeah. have an open world kind of." And it just didn't work. Well, I didn't like it anyway. But I know some people did. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really. You know, when it came to Jack and Daxter the original, it just hit every single spot. And I got ninety nine. I think it was point nine percent complete. And there was one orb or something that was glitched, so I could never get a hundred percent. I was so annoyed. Oh, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that could be good. Like Ratchet and Clank has become the big flagship platformer for, for Sony. Mm. But I think, you know, back before that, it was Jack and Daxter. And before that, yeah. it was Crash. And if Crash is coming back and Ratchet's there, then Jack deserves it as well. It does. It definitely does. What other game would um, you like uh, remastered, Ed? So I have another choice, which is an N64 game, which I know that you won't have played because no. you didn't own it, as we've said many times. Um, and it comes from Rare, and Rare made Rare were prolific in the N64. They made so many good games from Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, and they made another game called Jet Force Gemini, which is a bit of a kind of cult classic. Um, it was popular at the time, but not I don't think too many people remember it or know it that much. Um, it is a, a third-person space shooter in this like cartoony kind of style where you're playing as twins, hence the Gemini, the title, um, and their pet dog. And who doesn't love playing as a dog who can hover and shoot aliens? Um, and the aliens are all like ant creatures, of course. And I remember it being notable because they all exploded in those of like gore that was, you know, kitty green goo uh, splattering everywhere that was obviously amusing at the time. And you have to save these little teddy bear creatures in each level. And you're flying around all these different planets on this amazing journey and adventure um it was pretty difficult um i never actually finished it i got to the final boss who was an absolute asshole um but it was almost ratchet and clanky there were loads of different weapons you could use to to shoot these different aliens and shoot your way around the main thing with it though now i know i said you weren't allowed to talk about frames per second but i'm going to mm-hmm. um it has the worst frame rate ever. If you go back and play it now, it's just, it's practically unplayable. I don't understand how it passed anything at the time. And secondly, the controls were weird because it's clearly a game that needs dual sticks. And the N64 controller only had one. So you had to use the C buttons, like left and right to strafe, and then up was jump and down was crouch or something like that. So you have to steer with one and then strafe with the other whilst aiming. And it's just the weirdest control scheme that, at the time just did not phase me at all um i just got on with it and if you try and play it now you're like what the fuck are these controls it's just it's so now it feels like it's an unplayable game now i believe it came out as a re-release on the 360 
I want to say, um, as part of some sort of rare collection. So I'm presuming they upgraded the the frame rate, and I think they changed it so you can play with with twin sticks. Um, but I feel like that game really deserves a remake from the ground up. Um, and they're doing a sequel to Perfect Dark, which was announced recently. So I don't think that is rare that's doing that. But still, so I think you know these old rare classics deserve a comeback and. Jet Force Gemini was great fun. It was okay. It's a third-person space shooter, but it had a really sort of tongue-in-cheek kind of cartoony style to it, which I think plays off against all these mature shooters at the moment. Um, and it was just fun, and I think it really deserves an upgrade because it is unplayable in its original form. Well, there we go. I have never played, obviously, <laughs> Nintendo sixty-four. Of course, 64, not. Never of course not. Go look it up. I wasn't cool enough for an Nintendo sixty-four. Should we have a Discord? Yeah, let's see what Discord is saying about it. Um, I mean, I've had a cheeky look through these, and there is some great taste. Great taste. Any bad? No, I think all of these are very worthy. All right, here we go. So, Usagi-chan says, Dragon Age Origins. The story, A lot of people love Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, um, this is a, a big choice for people. The story is phenomenal, so if they could completely remake it to modern standards, it would be even more amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about the new Dragon Age. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be better than Inquisition. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about the new one. I don't know if they would go back to the first one just yet, but mm. it is it does have a good story to it. So I only ever I'll played Inquisition. And that was another game I played after The Witcher. And I was like, okay. It just felt a little... It didn't... <laughs> like one... I shouldn't have played The Witcher 3 first because then like it ruined Skyrim and Dragon Age or, and Dragon Age Inquisition for me as well because then I'm like, okay, this is a bit of a... It, I felt it was a bit more bland. Um, both of them felt a bit like worse games. But we had a poll actually today on stream whether uh, like which was the best, uh, which was better, either Witcher or Skyrim and Skyrim won. Who voted for Skyrim over The Witcher? People Who haven't played you? the People haven't played The Witcher. <laughs> I mean, I, I, they're both great games. Come on, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They really are. Um, Vainsley said, did I play the DLC? No, I, I played like four or five hours. I was like, uh, it just didn't grab me. Fair enough. Um, the next one is from Amanda, who says, Legend of Dragoon, my favorite PS1 game. I'd love to play through it again with all the improvements that modern game development have. Now, that I think is a really interesting choice because that is a game that I haven't played. I mean, I never had a PS1 at the time. And looking back, I'm like, that looks phenomenal. I definitely, definitely want to play that game. But the trouble is, and I don't know if this is the same outside of the UK, but it's not available on PSN as a download. And so the only way to get it is to get the original disc, which sells for like well over 100 quid um, on eBay or wherever else, because it's a really rare game. So I would love to play that, but I just don't know how, unless I get an emulator, of course. Do you know another really good game that I want to... Well, this could be a remake, maybe, or just like a re-release with a little slightly polished, because it doesn't really need uh, changing when it comes to gameplay. Cooler World. Do you ever play Cooler World? Nope. With the beach ball and the blocks. It was a puzzle game. And apparently it's really... Like, my friend worked in a... Um, in a second... Uh, like a... Kind of a... Oh, what are they called? Like, the, like a game, but a local one. Like a video game selling one. Uh, cool, yeah, Cooler is in K-U-L-A. And he worked and somebody came in apparently was like, can I sell this PS1 copy of Cooler World? And uh, he was like, yeah, I'll give you three pounds for it. And then he took it home because he realized it was worth a lot. He actually bought it. Um, but it's nice. It's like a cool little uh, beach ball. Really, really addictive. Little puzzle. 
puzzle game. Um, but apparently that uh, disc goes really, really, you know, goes for a lot of money now. Nice. Well, look, if anyone can find me a cheap version of Legend of Dragoon, let me know because I am desperate to play that game. Absolutely. Um, and then another one from Capt is Skies of Arcadia. Fuck yes. A massively underrated game with amazing combat and soundtrack. Skies of Arcadia is so good. I played it on the GameCube, which was a, a, a re-release, so they called it Skies of Arcadia Legend. Um, oh, I played but that. It is such a good game. And actually, if, if you haven't played it, it originally came out on the Dreamcast, and it's the sort of anime-style RPG about a lot of like, sky pirates, um, which, looking back now, is quite clunky and lots of fog in the, <laughs> in the mm. skies. Um, and I, again, I never finished it because I got stuck on a boss right towards the yeah. end. Um, but it is a phenomenal game. It's got a great combat system. As Cap said, the music's amazing. Really fun story. Um, I would love to see that remade. Absolutely. I just I did have that. Uh, yeah, and I played a fair bit of it and loved it. I think that was that came out. Yeah, that was like when I was still hunting for like the next Final Fantasy game that I could really get lost in, like the next like RPG. And played that and was like, oh my god, I'm a sky pirate. It's so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Haven't they brought? Yeah, now they've just got a million. Oh, maybe they had at that time. It's just loads of skies games, isn't it? Oh, not tales. I'm thinking of not skies. Oh, you're thinking of tales. Tales. I mean, of... The tales series. I mean, it's still going strong. But you know, go back to the original tales of Fantasia. That was on the snares. Bring that back. Are they like sky? Are they skies of? Are they like part of the same series, or is it just completely different? I think it's just a standalone. I think Skies of Arcadia is the only one. Okay, I might be wrong. Tell yeah. me in, in chat if I am, but I think that's the only one. It is just a, it's its own game, okay. which is why it deserves at the very least a sequel, if not a remake. Yeah. And it's not, uh, yeah, Tales of like Symphonia is the one that keeps coming up. Um, yeah, it's, no, it's different. It's a classic. One was Sega, one was Namco, so it's not like they're uh, yeah. the same. Okay. Um, mm. We've got more love here for Knights of the Old Republic from Random yes. Pasta. Um, and then Chelly's saying Knights of the Old Republic 2 it was such a fantastic game that was rushed out and never properly finished, which I didn't know. There was a fan-made mod to finish it because the groundwork was there in the code, just never fleshed out. So, I guess we might be getting a new one though. So. I just love that world. I want more. I would. I want more like Star Wars MMO. I've said it before. I know there is the Star Wars MMO, but I want like an official one that's premium. You know that I'll happily pay a monthly sub. I'll switch over from Final Fantasy. Just give me a good because I'd love. I don't really care about the Star Wars movies. They're okay. Um, I find this TV series much more interesting, but the actual world that's been created is, for me, is the most interesting. And I absolutely love Knights of the Old Republic. That was like one of the first games that I really... No, Knights of the... Sorry, The Old Republic, the MMO. I got really kind of lost in there. And then it went free to play. And then they were like, oh, it's not canon. And yada, yada, yada. Give me a proper one. Yeah, like there are so many space shooters of Star Wars and like, you know, the battle battlefield games and stuff like that. But the ones I like are, are the more role playing stuff. Like you get to be a Jedi and have force powers. Like, why yeah. would you not? But why would you want to jump into space when you can be a Jedi? Exactly. I don't know. Um, Murky says the Thief series, which I've never played. Could be a good one. I feel like Thief is very influential on a lot of more recent games. Um, a lot of your immersive sim stealthy type games all of that kind of stuff Ben's just you know he's gone fine i'll carry on um minzvo also says dragon age mm-hmm. um moiska says i would love a dead space remake which i think could be great or um, a sequel 
Yeah, well, we've got the uh, the trilogy, of course. I only played the first one, um, but if you if you want Alien Isolation but with more action, then definitely play Dead Space. Um, I could see that having a little HD remaster. Well, it was HD, but a little remaster. Um, Tom says Landstalker from the Mega Drive. Never heard of. Never heard of. <laughs> Mega Drive. That was before my time. Even before my time. I mean, it was my time when I first started. But I didn't play Landstalker. I was too busy playing Sonic. Um, Vainslay says a remake of the Resistance trilogy, which could be good. Going back to mm. PS3 launch games. PS3 launch. I never played that. I didn't have a yeah. like. I think PS5 was the first place. Yeah, it was definitely the first PlayStation I got at launch. And by yeah. then, there were newer so games. The first Resistance, if I remember rightly, it was set in or just after World War Two, but it's like an alternate universe where aliens come, and then it sort of continues the story of of this sort of alternate history. So it's sort of retro, but also futuristic with aliens. That's it's quite cool. That sounds like Thirteen Sentinels. That's pretty much aliens, World War Two, but also futuristic. Yeah. Very interesting. And then the last one is from Annie, who says, I've been saying the last few days that a Chrono Cross remake would make me happy. I think a lot of PS1 era JRPGs could benefit from a modern touch. Annie, you are speaking my language. Quite mm. clearly. <laughs> Which is better, Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger? Well, I haven't played Chrono Cross. I was watching Annie the other night, um, but I haven't played it myself. Chrono Trigger, I have played half of. But I played it on my phone because um, it came out on mobile and trying to play that with touchscreen controls is absolutely terrible. So I have Chrono Trigger on Steam and at some point I will go back and I will play it properly. So, I mean, Chrono Trigger is, is a phenomenal game. It's an absolute classic. Yeah. Um, but Chrono Cross, I think, is a bit underrated and a bit underplayed. So maybe the more interesting candidate for a remake. Miklas, by the way, says, I, I say both Division games. Just remake everything and make it actually a good game. How dare you? <laughs> Division 1 was brilliant. The Division 1 was a fantastic game. Division 2 is, uh, is hit and miss. Um, it didn't have the, the love of... like oh, Division 1, like the best thing about Division 1 was snow in New York. And Division 2, they're like, yeah, let's get rid of that. No snow and no New York. Great. Yeah. Sounds, sounds definitely like a game we should all play. Definitely, we'll play. It's great. Uh, Crusade says, I'm shocked no one's asking for Fallout New Vegas. True. I mean, I've played three and I've played four, but I haven't played New Vegas. So I will I will gladly take that. Any opportunity to, to go back and play that one again. Um, Hader says, I'm not going to stop stamping my feet until we get a Parasite Eve remake. Ooh. Yeah, that deserves a comeback. Again, that's one of those PS1 games because I didn't own one. So that was one of those that I missed out on and want to go back and play. I mean, another big PS1 series I haven't played is Silent Hill. And I know yes. I need to go back and play oh, that. What, but sorry, everyone yeah, that... is desperate for a, for a Silent Hill sequel or remake or something. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's the winner, uh, Silent Hill. There <laughs> we go. We just won. <laughs> um, but Lord of the Rings, and I'd love a new Lord of the Rings RPG, not an Assassin's Creed skin. Yeah. Yeah, they'd just, just like start a new one. That'd be great. I would imagine they would develop New Vegas, but considering it's their best game and it wasn't even developed by... Yeah, I don't... I don't think there's anything that's going to happen with New Vegas. Yeah. Exactly. Wait, isn't... Is no, it, because aren't they both owned by, micro, uh, by Microsoft now? Well, it was... Was it Obsidian? Yeah. I think. It was Obsidian and now... Yeah, they're both under the same umbrella because uh, Bethesda was bought by, man, by uh, 
Yeah, yeah. it was bought by uh, Microsoft. Oh. Mm. Well. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Have you as played... long as it's not some the next Fallout isn't some crappy multiplayer game that no one wants to play. Have you played the Outer Wilds? No, the Outer Worlds. Outer well, I know I've the... got both confused. The... I have it's... both of them on my backlog to play yeah. through. Okay. Because so... it's the Outer Worlds and the other one is Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds is the indie one published by Annapurna Interactive yep. that's awesome. And then the Outer Worlds, I really enjoyed actually. What yeah. I played. They are they are both on my list, so I will get around to them. Mm-hmm. soon yeah i hope well thank you for uh putting up with this mess of a podcast today um great thank you very I've got much no to no idea how long we've gone on for i think fine. it's just over an hour actually because it was down for about 10 minutes uh maybe a bit less but thank you for people that stuck with us oh we had some lovely raids we had lots of people here and then virgin decided to shit all over me and once again apparently it's gone down four times today but i'm not the one that's really really angry well i am but dave actually is working from home and he needs to be connected permanently so when it goes down for 10 minutes at a time it's uh yeah it needs <laughs> and he lives with that streamer who's just taking all the bandwidth all yeah. the time stealing goes, everything but it goes down to zero and also we've got de- we should have decent internet the thing is i just recently got rid of the tv package from because they said they sent me your bill will go up by four pounds a month from the first of March, but then it goes. You can cancel without paying any fees uh, if you call this number. So obviously, I called the number and was like, "Yeah, can I get rid of the TV?" So I think they're punishing me. Um, probably they probably downgraded you. Yeah. Oh, one second. I'm just getting. Uh, oh, great. It's not like I'm doing a podcast or anything, but yeah. <laughs> Athy just wants to say goodbye. I need to a good. Need a very good sleep tonight. <laughs> Uh, Ed, how can we find you? You can find me at, at Ed underscore Knights with an N on social media around. Excellent. And you can find me biggestbenners.com. Click on the links on there. You'll be able to find me. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. I will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. without a dog. <laughs> going to lock you out in the garden in the cold. Um, it won't be his birthday tomorrow so he doesn't get any special uh, special treatment and I'll be at 2 o'clock because I won't have the sodden electrician coming over and installing heaters and making sure the lights actually work and we've also got the wrestling so I just hope yeah today's stream has been one big tag teams tomorrow yeah Very <laughs> and exciting. in the and we're going to have some tag team matches in the wrestling as well oh okay oh Atty wants to come Atty come here Come and say bye. We all want to say happy birthday to Atty one last time. And uh, this 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 hug is from all of us. There he is. Happy birthday, Atty. How can you be angry at that little face? Because it's noisy. We can never <laughs> be angry. But then you look at he puts his ears down. What Atty? Atty curse. He puts his ears down like don't don't uh don't make He's me just shy uh, on the camera. Yeah. Don't make me uh don't make me sad, he's like. Atty. <laughs> it's like a little, we'll call him Dobby, his middle name. What happened to his nose? Did Just he lose his nose? Oh, got your nose. No, got your nose. <laughs> got your nose. Got your nose. Got your no- there we go, can't be back. 